here's another key little tip I, I absolutely love, but I find that a lot of people don't know. DigitalMarketingRadio.com The Big Interview with David Bain What are some of the most effective ways to collect leads online? Once you have a lead, what do you do with them? And how can you convert a lead into a sale using marketing automation? Those are just three of the questions that I intend to ask our special guest today, Heather Porter. Heather, welcome to DMR. Thank you so much for having me, David. Well, welcome. Well, Heather is a mentor to small business owners struggling to grow their businesses online and co-founder of the digital agency Autopilot Your Business. She's co-host of a popular online marketing podcast listened to regularly in over 80 countries and publisher of a digital magazine and has co-authored four books. So Heather, in late 2014, what are some of the most effective ways to collect leads online? It is all about telling your story in big marketplaces. So what I mean by that is using content wisely in places like Amazon, iTunes, other podcasting networks, LinkedIn publishing. Um, it, it really is about reaching these marketplaces and then driving the content from there back into your own website and business. Ah, right. So reaching these big marketplaces. Now, um, are you mm. just talking about content there or are you talking about advertising as well? At this point, for most small businesses, I think that you don't need to worry about advertising initially until you build up your brand. So you, the best way to build up your brand and your expertise and your credibility is through publishing. So um, iTunes, you know, brilliant place to put podcasts, just like what we're doing right now. Amazon, fantastic place to put um, Kindle books, uh, very easy to create, very fast to get up there and publish. And, you know, of course, there's YouTube, which is the second largest search engine, perfect place to put your videos. Even easier now to create them with the invent of um, Google Hangouts. You know, mm. you can do live live broadcasting that way. So when you're putting yourself out there, people tend to absorb and consume content in different ways. Some like blog posts, some like podcasts, some like you know reading books on their Kindle devices or their tablets. You want to be everywhere, and as being everywhere, you're suddenly seen as a as a credible expert in that space, and that's where the leads start to come in. Okay, so leads starting to come in. So that means that obviously there has to be some kind of call to action within the yes. pieces of content that you're you're writing or publishing. Um, so um, what tends to be the more effective call to actions you're seeing at the moment? That all depends on the piece of content that you're using. So to start with, let's talk about audio or podcasting or online radio. So what I've seen, and I'd be curious to get your thoughts on this as well, is um, using the use of sort of what is known as bumpers or outros, intros, little segues in between where you basically might um, be talking about a particular topic and then say, you know, this is great and all, but we have 10 steps that you can go and download that will actually walk you through step-by-step step the exact process that we just talked about. And this is where you go and get them. So you take the listener from being um, in their, you know, their earbud, for lack of a better word, mm. over into your website or a landing page to actually download that particular content. Have you found that with podcasting, um, you know, you can use those sort of call to actions inside your audio? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I mean to be honest with you, with digital marketing radio, at the moment, um, I'm probably mm. about two and a half months into it, but you know, I'm publishing yeah. 
a lot um publishing yeah. five episodes a week obviously um so that's quickly building up the user base but at the moment i'm focusing really 100 percent of my efforts on producing the content and just making sure that um, um, as many people are liking it and subscribing to it as possible. Um, but I, I certainly have done um, a, a lot of focus on building subscribers in the past. And I'm mm-hmm. starting to think of ways to actually uh, build a subscriber base and in terms of email um, directly from um this production and um perfect i i i think that um you know as you hinted at you know one of the better ways to do it is to integrate your call to action into some relevant place within the main body of your content yes and and in a moment i'll talk a little bit further about that but you can get very specific in the conversations that you have uh, based on giving away pieces of content at at certain topics rather than a blanket sort of blast on your your freebie or your lead magnet or you know your um your opt-in thing that you always give away you want to actually dive a little deeper and go more specific based on the topics but that's that would be audio uh, now, of course, we have video, and in video, you have a few options with that. Of course, there's also the animated intros and outros that you can get if you do like sort of an online TV or mm. sort of ongoing videos, and those are great. You can get those on Fiverr with your you know um, logo for five bucks, 10, 15 bucks, and some great music. And then on the um, outro bits, you can actually have a call to action. So come and join the movement to get your 50% off, you know, whatever it is, and you can actually send people back from the outside of your video. But, you know, you can use YouTube descriptions. A big thing I always say to people on YouTube is the very first sentence in your description should be all about the freebie that you want to give away. And again, it's specific to that particular video. So um, make sure you get my top 10 tips to do this and you send them to a landing page to go ahead and opt in. And then you carry on with the description on the on the video from there. Absolutely. And of course, you can have a live link within the description section of your video on YouTube as well. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I know it's so good. <laughs> um, here's another key little tip I, I absolutely love, but I find that a lot of people don't know, is you can use Amazon as a lead generation tool. So with your Kindle books, Amazon allows you to have the the first 10% viewable for free. Yeah. So what you can do with that is you can actually have a um, you know lead gen tool in there, a call to action of some sort. In my case, for some of my books, we gave away a free um, audio version of the book. But you put that right up at the front with a nice link and people can actually go and opt in and get that without even buying your book. And still to this day, I have people coming in my list who haven't even bought the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that, that, that's great because then you can nurture that relationship over the time yeah. of, of course they might buy the, the book after that or they could buy some other one of your Something products or different. services yeah exactly so look that's another great one and of course content's a whole other story depending on where you put it if you know you have it on your blog um i think some key things with that is that you strategically have opt-ins all throughout that particular page so you're looking at again at the bottom of the blog um, a lot of us now see this. If you're on a blog, you scroll down to the bottom. It says, hey, did you like this? Sign up here for our updates. So absolutely want to have that in there. But you can strategically give away freebies throughout your blog post as well or your content that you put on, say, LinkedIn. You can actually, like I just said with the podcasting, uh, if you're starting to talk about a particular topic, you can say, hey, why don't you download my mind map or my little free report here if you actually want to see this process in action. And you can put a link straight inside of your blog to get that and use brilliant little tools like um are you familiar with lead pages yes yeah 
Yeah, so Leadpage is one of my favorite. It's a landing page creation system, easy to use, leadpages.net. And you they have something in there called lead boxes. And it allows you to basically hyperlink words and then have a little box pop up as an opt-in. So you can be go go pretty crazy with this, giving away freebies that are very specific to the, the topic and, and build your list, you know, and through specific topics. Yes, absolutely. No, fantastic way to do it. And, and Clay Collins, who's um, the inventor yeah. of um, lead pages, I actually met him in Sydney last year. Did uh, <laughs> and um yeah he's 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 a great guy he knows exactly he what really he's talking is. about yeah absolutely mm. and so um that's um a great um tip in terms of um software to use um but of course lead pages um isn't actually the email autoresponder or the marketing software um you no. can use different um options there you can use some um, software like um, aweber or mailchimp or something else um is there yeah. any particular piece of software that you recommend uh, in terms of um email capture yeah, look, I, I tend to have two favorites just because that's simply what I work in, not only in our business, but for my clients. But my favorite starting point is MailChimp. And I always tell people to start with MailChimp when they're actually learning to monetize their online business. It is, well, it's free up until the point you want to use autoresponders and then you pay, but we all want to use autoresponders. Yeah. So pretty much you're going to pay straight away, but it's pretty inexpensive. It starts at something like 10 or so dollars a month for smaller lists. I like it because it has lots of cool little integrations so you can hook it up into PayPal. If you have people that are buying things from your site, they can automatically be dropped into a specific list if they've bought a product from PayPal or another uh, payment gateway. But it's just a fun, great little site. It has brilliant little workflows for automation if you start to do autoresponders. Uh, and then we actually we use something called Entreport, which used to yeah. be called Office Autopilot and is like another version of Infusionsoft. Very you know, much more robust, lots of rules in there. So you can sort of move people around lists if they click on certain links and you can segment and do all sorts of fancy things. But that's more expensive. So I always say monetize first using a tool like MailChimp and then you can graduate and upgrade into the, the bigger tools from there. Mm. Make sure you have a business model first and then once you prove it, then move <laughs> yeah. on to something else. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I've seen too many people go with the big the big tool going, oh, this is so shiny and fancy and I want it and it'll do everything from and build my business for me and then no they're they're mistaken it's the other way around start start small build up from there as you get clarity and where you're going okay so you've um, started to publish your content you've got your call to action right you've selected yeah. your software um you've got your lead um now what? what what do you actually do to actually turn your lead into your customer so this is all now done through the follow-up sequence that you're going to start to do which is your autoresponder emails and what I've found works really well, um, setting these up for loads of businesses in lots of different industries is pretty much the same, uh, I guess is the same fundamental system. And the first part of this is you want to endear yourself to the lead. You want to tell them why sh should they actually understand you, listen to you and believe in you. And this is all about telling your story. This is about what do you stand for? Why did you create your business? People do people, people do business with people and not businesses. So mm. you want to understand the person that you've now opted in to get free stuff from. So start with your stories in the first couple emails uh, and then, you know, get, get vulnerable in there, get real, get cheeky, get funny, be yourself is the key. From there, you want to actually start to share your best stuff. It's all about sharing your best stuff because obviously you want to put your best foot forward. So sharing content. So what's your top 
one blog post? What's your best podcast? What's um, Can you give a free coupon away if you have an online magazine for a subscription on that? What can you do to show off the best stuff that you have to that person? So you'll be delivering that through um, either blog posts or you know um, little hidden pages on your site, but this will be linked in from your autoresponders. From there, then you actually start to move into the sales process. And that's going to be now that they know who you are, what you stand for, and what you're capable of doing and the value you're able to provide to them, they're now more interested to hear about what you can do for them. So it's now using carefully selected sales pages that, um, you know, I love, I love landing pages because they're all about one thing, one thing only, either for an opt-in or a sale. So you would do a sales page and you'd send them into there uh, to actually then purchase your, your product or service. Now, word of warning here is there, there's something very magical when you offer a signature product or service to go there because a confused mind never buys. So if you're trying to say, oh, I offer this and I offer this, and every email you're trying to offer something different, rather than offering the specific signature product or service that you have and then following up about that, you you could actually confuse the person to not even buy from you. Right, okay. And do you think it's necessary to um, offer a telephone number to communicate with people via phone? Or can... It is necessary. So so, so, um, do you think... um, in most instances, um, a customer is willing to make a small initial purchase from you via email or before they even do that, should you try and reach out to them and talk to them as well? I see what you're saying. Oh, look, I, I think initially when they're starting to get to know you for a smaller product, now we're talking smaller price points, uh, more info products and things like that, uh, it, it's fine to have the credibility points on your website. So you have your, your phone number on your website, you have a live chat box enabled perhaps on the sales page so they can go in and leave you a message. Um, you'd set up the credibility points that way. Now, if you're selling more of a service, then I'd actually look at having these pages, these so-called sales pages, more be inquiry forms, perhaps booking in a session with you, um, a strategy session where they're actually answering a few questions to have a free session with you to actually learn more. Okay, and actually learning more, can that be done online as well? Is there also yeah. a place for surveys, for instance? Yes, you can absolutely do surveys. Um, I've seen I've seen many different businesses actually start to use Google Hangouts as, as actually doing this next touch point. So either they'll line up an individual video call where they can, well, that can be done on Skype too, but you they do video call because the face-to-face element's really important. But then also they'll do live office hours. I've seen this done as well, where as part of the actual follow-up sequence, they'll email and say, look, I have live office hours open every Friday at noon. I would love to invite you so you can come by, get to know me, ask me some questions. And there's people that are using Google Hangouts for that as well. And this is just a live ongoing sort of online appointment. And instead of the person knowing how to use Google Hangouts, you just simply direct them to a page on your website where you've embedded in the Google Hangout video because it's it's a YouTube video essentially. So it makes it easy on the person visiting. Mm, that's interesting because um, you're finding that customers are keen or at least willing nowadays to to participate and, um, and show their own face to you as well. With the Hangouts, they're not showing their own face. So for the for the office hours, right? Okay. These particular office hours, no, they're just kind of a fly on the wall. And I have found that people will watch these videos for a few times. You don't even know they're there. <laughs> They'll click unless you're tracking your link clicking, of course, from your emails. Um, but they might not even say anything for a while, and then suddenly they they're ready to buy because they've scoped you out. The individual calls are absolutely face to face because those are where you're taking it to the next step. You know, it's almost like 
come and ask me questions so we can have a you know discussion around the, the services that I can offer you. Right, okay. But what you're suggesting is to maybe do a live hangout um, every month or so to answer yes. general questions. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a great tool. I think that most businesses could benefit from something like that. And don't be concerned if you feel like you're not getting a lot of response. Chances are people are watching you and just sort of um, not saying anything initially. <laughs> don't, don't take it personally. <laughs> It'll work Have you out. heard about that? It, it's the... It's the 1% rule in online marketing. I was just reading up on, on it not too long ago. It says that for every 100 people that visit your content or your blog post, only one of them is actually going to engage. It is. I wonder it, if it's true. Well, um, I heard from someone else 3%, but it's, it, yeah. it, may, it may be, well, I suppose 1% could be very good for some businesses as well. And I guess it will yeah. depend upon what sector you're in. But it's, it's, it's yeah. quite strange doing a webinar like that because um, I, I was actually doing a, a live webinar for SEM Rush um, last month. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, th- there were a few hundred people um, on that call, which is which is fairly decent. Um, mm. But um, it's strange because you st- you're just sitting in this room um, by yourself and it doesn't feel like there's a few hundred people listening to you. It doesn't. I guess another thing you can do is open up these this sort of video live streaming of you to camera. Mm. You can also put something called chat roll underneath, which is a great little piece, of, like a little tool that it's chatroll.com and it's a little piece of code you embed. And then people can just type questions and ask you questions for live Q&A. A lot of the big product launches online actually use Hangouts and chat roll to yep. have people communicate. Okay, and do you have um, uh, someone else on hand to actually help you with that? Or uh, do you actually tend to lose focus and focus in the chat room? (laughs) You know what I've done personally? Um, I personally will say, okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to do some discussion right now. And then what I'll do is come in and look at your questions. So um, we'll have moments for for Q&A. And then I'll actually very physically be reading on my screen. I'll say, okay, now I'm going to look down and take some questions. Um, I, I'm happy to do that. I'm comfortable because I've been doing this sort of stuff for a long time. But I've had other people that actually get a VA or an assistant mm. that actually is on Skype with them. They never even look at the chat role. And this VA is feeding very specific questions to them on Skype. And they only answer those ones. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's something you just get better at over time. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've offered a lot of great advice just um, regarding leads there, lead nurturing there as well. But let's segue over to the second section of our discussion. So that focuses more on digital marketing in general, your thoughts on where it's been and where it's heading. So starting off with... Software I couldn't live without. What software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success? (laughs) Um, Basecamp, actually. It's a project management tool and it is how I manage my projects and my team. So if if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be able to see what's actually going on with my products or, and, and even my reporting. I actually put reports in there for my analytics and my own measurement in my own business. And a slightly more challenging question. What software don't you use, but you've heard good things about and you've meant to try at some point in the near future? Hmm, this is a good question. Okay, well... I guess I guess it could sort of count for software, but um, currently we use Zendesk, which is a help desk platform. And I've been hearing great things about this new one, relatively new one called Help Scout. And I really want to look into it and check it out because I've actually heard about other marketers running their entire business using Help Scout and another cool tool called Slack. And um, I want to kind of dive into that and see what's the, you know, what's all the hype and, and hurrah around that and see if it's something I could use. And does Slack do something similar as well? Well, Slack, I've just 
turned it on with my team and we're starting to look at it. And it, it's sort of like a chat um, little sort of piece of software. You install it and then you can open it up and you can segment projects and upload files. So it's almost like if you if you were to use Skype or email in your business um, where you have to sort back in time and try and find things that you've said in the past and it gets sort of sloppy and hard to find, Slack keeps everything there easy to see. And, and it's just a communication tool from what I can see, but I know it can do a lot more than that. Okay, great. And uh, dear listener, if you would like to um, go to those links, those links are available um, just underneath this post on digitalmarketingradio.com. So digitalmarketingradio.com, search in the search box for Heather and you'll get directly to this post. So was that a good call to action, Heather? (laughs) Beautiful. I'm proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's move on to... I wish I would have. I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you're involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? I learned way too much and took way too little action. (laughs) I, I was the shiny object syndrome girl and I was like, oh, look, look, let's go over here and learn about, I love how you have, uh, you know, history and SEO. So a big part of that was backlinks and how do you go and do backlinks over here and get my content over here? And I just became obsessed with learning rather than actioning. I probably overlearned actually. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, um, it's easy to do. I mean, I've done the same thing myself as well. It's, um, I like to know how everything works before yeah. getting on and doing it. And it's a, it's a disease sometimes. It is. Yeah. It is. The this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Try not to think about the answer too much. I'm just looking for your gut reaction. Ready to go? Sure. Yep. Email or Twitter? Email. Audio or video? Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Display. Facebook or Google Plus? Facebook. Online press releases or one-on-one relations? One-on-one relations. Paid search or SEO? Ooh, both. (laughs) Email. SEO. SEO, SEO, okay. Email contact form or telephone number? Telephone. Website or app? Website. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Email. And local marketing or global marketing? Global. (laughs) um so you struggled with paid search or seo a little bit there and and there was also a little bit of a challenge with um facebook or google plus as well i think a little bit yeah um yeah because see a lot of these i find mutually important so that's what's difficult (laughs) they they are and i thought you were going to say google plus there because of um Mm -hmm. using google hangouts a lot but you you went with facebook in the end Still because it's where the most people hang out. And I've, I've spoken to way too many people that are so frustrated by Google+. Plus, They still do not get it. So I kind of stayed away from that one. Mm. The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? Oh, I know exactly what it would be. It would be um, YouTube video ads. Um, specifically probably in the retargeting space. So what that means is anybody that goes to our website, they are then kind of cookied or tagged, and then there'll be some special little YouTube ads that pop up to them um, once they go on YouTube and watch videos specific to the people that visited certain pages on our site. So I'd spend it on getting the the videos shot and um, the actual ad budget in YouTube. And of course, I would be testing that through trackable links. 
That's very specific there. And um, any <laughs> any particular call to action from the ads? Look, in this case, I think I would probably be doing. Um, we've we've just launched a new training um, academy online, and I'd be sending people into that. So it would just be all about. You got a website now? What? Here's where you go to find out more. Sort of that sort of thing. Okay. My number one takeaway. Well, Heather, you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their own businesses? All right. So that would be get your autoresponders set up. I can't tell you how many times people have an opt-in box and they do nothing with the lead. Spend that a little bit amount of time to actually write even just eight where your first couple are a story, your middle ones are content, and your last ones are actually call to actions to to get them to take the next step with you. Um, Get that going behind the scenes automated. You will love it. And then what happens is, of course, um, three months later, they actually decide to email everyone on their list and everyone on their list can't even remember who they are and they unsubscribe. That's exactly right. That's why you want this set up. Keep this going. (laughs) Well, that's great. Well, that takes us to the end of our discussion today. So thank you so much for your time, your focus and your advice. What's the best way for our audience to find out more about you and what you do? Look, come on over to autopilotyourbusiness.com and I have to do this too, aybguide.com. That, you guys, is a landing page and that puts you into our little follow-up series, which I've been talking to you about. So if you want to see it in action, that's where you can see that one in action, aybguide.com. Wonderful. Thanks again, Heather. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Did you know radio? Did you